Mark Bellani here with CTE Calgary. I just wanted to ask you about uh, yesterday's incident and Edmonton's involvement in police officers. Um, I'm just wondering what your government can do to help with gun violence in our major cities and better protect police officers on the front line. Well, I, I understand that this young person was 16 years old, so clearly he did not have a legally purchased firearm. We have to find out why that is um, and find out the avenues that illegal guns are coming into our market. We know that we have an organized crime problem, we've got a gang problem, we've got a gun smuggling problem. And so that's part of what we're working on is how do we establish new committed teams of sheriffs so that they can deal with all of those issues. Uh, and you'll see that uh, Public Safety Minister Mike Ellis has already begun that. We also know that there are mental health issues that um, have, are becoming increasingly acute among our young people. It's part of the reason why we announced last week $92 million to expand our mental health supports, as well as open a new center for mental health support for youth in Calgary. And we are going, and we, and we know that we've got a, a very serious public safety issue on the streets of Calgary and Edmonton. And it's part of the reason why we've embedded sheriff teams in both Calgary and Edmonton and started up a, a task force so that we can end, end or add that extra weight on the streets to be de dealing with the public disorder. So this is a, a very high priority to us. We want to make sure that we are focusing on the illegal use of firearms, the criminal use of firearms, and that those are, that's where we're targeting our effort. Coming back to the summer council in Edmonton, we can just debate that. Uh, there are so many hurdles in getting the forums to actually to uh, uh, get done here as it relates to the Canadian education mm -hmm. system. So what is being done? Well, it's part of the reason why I've got Deputy Premier and Minister of Skilled Trades, Trades and, and uh, Professions, Casey Madu, working on this issue. The, I, I, I knew about this problem going all the way back to, to 2006 when I used to do advocacy. And I, I think part of the issue is that we have, um, we're out of sync with, the, um, with the, the number of people coming into the country in Toronto, Montreal, and Vancouver. And then when they realize, hey, we want to be in Alberta, they come to Alberta, we don't recognize their credentials. We think we can solve some of that by recruiting uh, people directly and creating, rev or in creating uh, streams directly for people to come here so that they're already knowing that when they arrive, they've got a job to be able to support them and a community that's going to support them. And we've got the English language learning supports to support them. So we want to do the work with our professional associations. And I, I mentioned it in my, in my commentary where they need to be able to assess somebody and give a determination within six months about uh, what additional skills they need to be able to work in their profession here. Because I just think that if, uh, if people are going to be giving up their lives in their home country to come here, we owe it to them to make sure that they're working in an area where they are trained and skilled in. So we are taking matters into our own hands. We're expanding out our provincial nominee program. We're developing new streams. And we're also making sure that we support with English language learning and working with the professional associations to clear some of those barriers out of the way. It's already beginning. We've got a lot more work to do, but we're going to solve that problem. Thank you. Thank you. Do you know why they left? Because they couldn't find jobs that oh. they fit in, so we lost doctors. The question is, what are we going to do about doctors, MDs, that spend 20 years of experience overseas and come here and they've been treated 
You, you are absolutely right that this is a, a serious problem that we have of not recognizing those credentials. So one of the things that uh, we, we changed last year was at least allowing across the country that if somebody had been uh, certified by one of the college and physicians and surgeons across the country, they can come here and be approved to work in Alberta. So that was one of the big problems that we had. We weren't even actually making it easy for people to move across the country. The second step that we have to do is develop partnerships with foreign universities so that we can have some kind of exchange program so that they know when they begin their program that it's going to be immediately transferable into Canada. So that's going to be the next phase of, of work that needs to be done. Uh, you may know that our Deputy Minister, Akko Afadaiki, I met him at this conference last year. He's spearheading a lot of that effort because if we can pre-qualify certain universities and say, if you graduate from these number of international schools, we already know what your credentials are and we're going to be able to have the same streamlined process to get them approved here. That's what we're working on. I'm, I'm sorry it didn't help the people that you know that we weren't able to do that, but we, we, have to, we have to start doing that now. And I feel like we've got the right ministers in the right place. I've got many ministers who are working on this. Dimitri Nikolaitis, our advanced education minister, uh, Brian Jean, our jobs and economy minister, Rajan Sani, who is our trade and immigration minister. I've got uh, Casey Madhu working on it as well from skilled trades and professions. And the reason why I have so many ministers working on it is that we can't let barriers with cross ministry collaboration get in the way because that's I think what has been one of the problems in the past is the problems identified and it's almost well, not us is them but we're not we're not going to let that happen anymore so we are uh, we've got I think everybody in in place I should also mention Minister Copping because he started off in uh, in the in the labor portfolio too so he is very aware that one of the things that we need to do is make sure we've got the pathways to recruit health professionals. So we're, we're working slowly on identifying the barriers and filling the gaps. And I'm, I'm hopeful that within a very short order, we'll be able to have some, some answers to that. Thank you. Honorable Minister What I see is the newcomer youth and international students, they are getting attracted to jobs and What strategy you have got we, we know that that's also a serious issue. And, par and part of what happens is that um, we, we have to make sure that, the, that there's enough community capacity to be able to support kids so that they feel a, a sense of belonging. Sometimes uh, people get attracted to, uh, to that kind of lifestyle because it's a, a place where they feel accepted and, and welcomed. And we've got to create more acceptance and welcoming through healthy ways of, of, uh, of uh, doing youth activities. So we know, so part of what the role is for, for Minister Mike Ellis, our public safety, and, and uh, emergency services minister is, is making is making sure that we are we are attacking the issue of recruitment from organized crime and from gang violence. He announced a couple of specialty units in the last couple of weeks. The other side of it, though, is that we've got to be building the capacity. If uh, English language learning is a barrier, let's make sure we have more of those services. Let's partner with the different community groups so that. Uh, the different so that the community is one that can be able to provide some of those supports and activities as well for young people. So th those are this is why this conference is so important is the partnerships that form so people can work and collaborate together. That's going to be essential. I'll, I'll give you an example because we have a large number of newcomers who have uh, come from Ukraine. Uh, and I went to the junior achievement celebration on International Women's Day. And I met a young woman who'd been here 10 months and another who'd been here seven months. 
And because of English language learning support, they were both able to fluently speak uh, in English and explain what they were doing. They got involved in a group that allowed them to set up a little company based on um, some of the Ukrainian companies that they had back home. And so they felt like not only did they have support in their own culture, but they also had really positive ways of being able to do something to pay it forward. And they also had the support so that they could be communicating with others and building new friendships. And that to me, if we can figure out, since we've had, a, we've had to, set, to settle 25,000 Ukrainians in Alberta alone, I might just say for a minute just how, how extraordinary that is. Because I was on a, a call yesterday with uh, talking about the successes that we've had in this area. Uh, Canada in total um, settled 40,000 people from Syria, 35,000 people from Afghanistan. That was across the entire country. We have now, I think, had over 120,000 people come from Ukraine and 25,000 have been in Alberta. And we knew that this was a serious problem. And so um, the, pre my, the previous premier stepped up with $25 million worth of funding to address immediate need. If this budget passes, we'll have another $27 million to be able to help with uh, attachment to different support programs, rental income support, income support, um, attachment to jobs, English, English language learning. And so I feel like because we've had this now experience of having to deal with a, a very serious immediate crisis over the course of a year, all of that learning is going to be able to apply to the next crisis. So I think that we're doing some, some great work on that in connecting people to the, the, uh, the, uh, the jobs that they need and the supports that they need. And we, we just have to keep on doing that going forward. So good. Coming to Alberta and working with the Canadian Red Cross as a volunteer. Good. So thank you very much for organizing this event. My question is, although you created this program called uh, Partners for Newcomers, a lot of uh, newcomers and immigrants doesn't have any information or much information about this uh, program, especially African community. Mm -hmm. uh, we call sometimes uh, the largest African community in Alberta, especially in Edmonton and Somalis, but I am the only Somali participating in this event today as I am right now. So that means a lot of a lot of them doesn't have any information. How can we eliminate this information gap? I'm glad you're here so that you can do some reporting so that uh, people know for next year. This is only the second time we've had this conference. And so I think the more that we do these conferences, the more people will find out about them and it will allow for us to, to get that information out. But you raise a, a very good point about we're, we're trying to do as, as much translation as we can on uh, on essential government programs um we, do, we we've done this because we had such a need with such a huge number of people coming in from ukraine right away we did create a web portal in ukrainian so that people could get um, information about job support programs rental support programs english language learning support programs and if there's a need for us to take that same approach and apply it to other linguistic groups, then we should we should be in touch on that. I think I think the need developed because it was such a, a large number of people coming at once. But there's a, we've already developed a process and I think identified the issues that people need to have the most when they're newcomers. So 
um, th I'll take that away as, uh, as constructive advice because then that's also a place that we would be able to let people know that uh, we've got conferences like this. We'll do them, my intention is to do them every year. They're, they're just so important to be able to create an avenue to collaborate and it, I think it's just gonna get bigger and bigger every year. So thank you for, for being here and thank you for doing your part in getting the information out to the community, I appreciate it. Madam Premier, thank you very much for giving us this time. I got a one question and recommendation. Mm -hmm. uh, your fairness for newcomers, I just wonder how many newcomers were invited because they are the really subject of our summit, right? So recommendation is, we have the best panelists yeah. here this morning. I just wonder if we can assist them to have a CV summit with their community, very influential mm, That's a good point. Because yeah. we are only here in this, in this area, yeah. but what about those newcomers outside? So I suggest that those panelists, we can help them do the same summit with their community it's easier, faster, and more efficient relating to our community what we are talking about here. You know, it's, it's, it's very good advice that I'll take away is that I think this is, a, is meant to do the cross-collaboration across all of the different cultural groups and all of the different nonprofits providing services and support. There's probably follow-up meetings that need to happen for each specific community so that we can tailor the information and the language learning supports and the connection to the cultural groups to each specific community. In um, McDougall Center, I've got an outreach group that has been bringing together different uh, cultural communities to identify their concerns. So I'll take that away that perhaps there's a need to, to bring some of the things that we learned today and just to have a series of, uh, of events with, as you say, uh, people who are new arrivals, just so that we can fill the information gap on that. So let me take that away. I think it's, I think it's good advice. I think I think we we wanted to have it in a, a community uh, where we know that there are a lot of newcomers to make it a little bit more accessible. But it, but I, I think there there probably is just a little bit more dedicated work that needs to be done on, especially if somebody has a need, how do I get access to English language learning? How do I get access to getting help writing a resume? Is there a way for me to get my credentials recognized? Is there a way for me to get attached to a job? There's probably a sort of a working um, conference that needs to happen with individual groups who are having those challenges. So let me take that away and I'll talk to, to Minister Madhu about that. Thank you. We have time for two more questions, thank you. Thank you. My name is Akiru Mon, Korea Advertiser in Calgary. I have uh, two or three questions, which as uh, I'm not expecting uh, instantly. Uh, the question one would be, being a Korean, I was very interested in Korean culture and uh, any kind of uh, uh, facilities. I remember in Korea, then my one of the first job arriving in Canada, taxi driver, then hmm. that time everything was communicated by radio, oh, yeah. computer like in my days. Then I heard while I was driving, Korea Avenue, where is it? Some driver asked. Then the dispatcher very clearly explained Korea Avenue is located at the, you know, nearby the Glamour Park. Very, very intuitively, see, but I did not believe my ears, Korean Avenue, because I, I'm an immigrant from Korea, yeah. but in Jinsen, this is maybe over 45 years ago. 
I know their intention now. Is the end protecting? There was a clear avenue southwest, just like any other ordinary street line. Then I wiped my eyes. I look at it again. Then there's a clear avenue. Then I look at the map. There was a clear avenue, but not too many clear people was aware of that place because it was 1977. So I thought I was very, you know, well, the There's a clear avenue. Then I started to publish the newspaper about this many years ago. Mm -hmm. Then I always kept that clear avenue. I was carrying with my newspaper. So with my wife, I went to there with the camera. That Korean Avenue was totally gone. Oh no! Without notifying Korean community or even any news media. Mm -hmm. So my last question is that you are dreaming. That where is it? Where could it be disappeared? So I think for sure there was Korean Avenue southeast. I mean southwest. Yeah. Then I don't. I don't know the history there. I the fiancés who enjoy sunshine. Yeah. I asked the Giampiero, have you, have you been living in this area for a long time? And he said, yes. So I was born here and grown up here. Okay, then the reason I'm asking you is because there was a Korean avenue. Yeah. Do, do you remember? And then, sir, you are now stepping onto the story of Korean avenue used to be. What? Then it's gone? Yeah, some time ago it disappeared. Did you have something you wanted me to do about that? I'm sorry, my. I'm just wondering your your. I'm just wondering your question. It's a good story for me to know that. But is there something you have a question for me about that? Right. Then I mean, like municipal government did not. I don't know if they were responsible to notify the Korean community. But there was no word around. There was. I was wondering that I was searching for it. And then later I found that. Oh, is that what so, happened? Okay. You yeah, know, part of what yeah. happens when community. Yes. Uh, they yes. Well, may, sir, maybe what needs to happen is we may need to identify another area to rename a street, Korean Avenue, because often what happens when areas get developed is that they do end up uh, changing the names because they change all the roads. So I think that's probably what happened in that case. But uh, if there's if there's um, a way that you, you think that the Korean community needs to be recognized, then uh, you should be in touch with us and we'll see if there's a way to do that. But I, I don't think, just know that road uh, renaming would be the, uh, would happen during the develop, development process and be something that the city of Calgary does. So I don't know when that happened or who that happened under. It would be a, a, a city issue. You may want to talk to one of the sitting council members, but I think the bigger issue is uh, is there something we can do to help uh, recognize the Korean community? I'm you know, happy to have a further conversation with you about that, but probably not today since we've got one more question to do and uh, then I've got to get on my way to another event. So thank you for your, thank you for your statement today. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much, sir. Yes, sorry, sir. We, have to, we just have to have the, the next question. I'm sorry. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Talk, do talk to a city councillor so you can find out the history there. That would be, uh, that might be helpful to you. Sir, uh, yes, ma'am, go ahead. Uh, 
Thank you, Premier. Thank you for your valuable time to provide us uh, the opportunity. Uh, so I'm Martina from Czech Small Project Hub from Hamilton. Uh, so I have two small questions. The first one is, uh, we just learned, you just introduced uh, a Filipino nurse mm -hmm. come to help us for shortage of nursing staff. Uh, could you ever consider to introduce a Chinese nurse to help our community as well? The second question is, we know you used to be a very famous media person. <laughs> we want to know what, what helped you to change your idea to be a politician, represent people, and what is the mission of the media you, you believe? Thank you. What is the mission of the media, do I believe? Yes. Well, I think I'm so pleased that you're here because you're able to, to listen to what, um, what happens at this conference and be able to, to tell the stories to the community about what you think will be most relevant to them. And it'll be different for everyone. So I'm, I'm grateful that you're here and thank you for being here. I, I, I appreciate it. Uh, when it comes to the approach that we're taking, we have a few memorandums of understanding and you'll probably see us do more of these so one of them the first one i think we did was with the philippines we do have another memorandum of understanding with uh with argentina um i i believe we're uh, on track to to uh to be doing something similar with india we have to identify it's a different it's a different topic with india though because it's a lot of um those who are in the tech sector and so we are very open about having having these kinds of, of partnerships, and so um, we we just it's, it takes a little bit of time to do the ne the negotiation, and uh, oftentimes it's one of my uh, MLAs who takes the lead on it. So I might recommend to you talking to Jordan Walker. So Jordan Walker, I've uh, tasked him with being our our our, our point person on uh, on Asia Pacific. He's uh, he's doing some work right now on Japan. I've sent a couple of my ML uh, of my ministers to Korea. They just came back from a, a trade mission there. And I know that we've got uh, Minister Luan and Minister uh, or and MLA Josephine Pan. That could be the, the starting point for you to uh, to begin that conversation. But we're open to having MOUs on on skilled trades definitely. Thank you. All right, thanks everybody for being here today. Enjoy the rest of the conference. Thank you for the my, yeah, my pleasure. We've got a couple of big, strong advocates there with Mickey Emery and uh, Mohammed Yassin in caucus. We knew we had to do something. Thank you.